Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation as in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. Well, we have got a great guest today. I'm excited to have Sue on. I have met Sue at the Compassionate Friends meeting. She is an inspiration. And it's just kind of amazing to think about the fact that her only son was murdered and uh, only, what, about five years ago, and uh, she's had a difficult and painful journey, and the murderer was never found, but she's found new purpose in life, which helps to transform her mourning into joy and her scars into stars. And I mm -hmm. love what we're going to be talking about, because Sue's story offers hope and healing to all of you who, and all of us, who have and are struggling with grief. Well, welcome to the show, Sue. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to share my story. It's so uh, wonderful to have you on it. And it's only, you know, been five years uh, since your son was murdered. God's good, and we move on. And it was very difficult for me because I'm the one that found him. And mm. so I still have that mental image on my mind. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. God's good. And I just move forward. So how do you, I mean, that grief is pretty traumatizing. Um, how were you, uh, that those, that first year or first months, how did you get through it? I mean, really? Well, was it was very, very difficult. I, um, you know, from the time I found him, I was kind of thrown into a pit of despair and a dark pit, and and those uh, the probably the first year was extremely difficult. I just I lost my purpose in life. I lost hope. I wanted to give up. I felt like I'd never be happy again. I felt like I had nothing to look forward to. Most important factor is uh, having God for me. Having God on the inside helps me deal with trials on the outside. Um, you know, I, I certainly go to church and um, there, but, you know, it's the, the one thing I think for me has been, you know, my hope has come from the Lord and my strength has come from the Lord. And this is something that I, I don't think I could have done it without him. I know I couldn't have because I was really very depressed, probably suicidal, uh, except I didn't have the energy to do it. And uh, I just had given up. And I just found one day, I just thought, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm miserable. I, you know, I've got to get my act together. And I don't think my son would have wanted me to spend the rest of my life in depression. Mm -hmm. And I know he wouldn't. So I just um, decided that I needed to do something about it. And I just turned my... The first thing I had to do, to be honest with you, I had to get out of that self-pity pit. You know, self-pity is something that's very easy to do. It's a slippery slope, and it's hard to get out of it. And once you get out of it, it's, you sometimes slip back in it, and I still do occasionally. Now, you never find out who murdered your son, and how is that? How did that play into it? I mean, what do you do with that unknown? Well, that's still a very difficult thing for me, and that's still something I struggle with. Um, 
you know, when you lose uh, a child to suicide or to murder, my was murder. It was a home invasion, and they shot him from the, in the back of the head, and of course he never knew. Um, but I was very angry with the uh, police department, the local police department, and I'm still very angry with them. Uh, it's been five years, and they've uh, they really aren't very interested in doing anything about it. Uh, it's called the cold case, and um, that makes me angry. I I felt like they should be working on it still, and um, so I have to you know. I've had to get over the anger towards the police uh, and towards the media. You know, the media was awful. Uh, I have to say that, you know, the day after my son was murdered, I had a, a TV person call me for an interview and ask me what kind of gun killed my son. Hmm. And I was really upset. And I asked him if uh, they had any children. He said, I've got a three-year-old and I said well if your three-year-old was run over by a car would you care if it was a Chevy or a Ford right yeah so you know I've had to that's part of the circumstances that you have to deal with and it's a complicated as you well know uh it's a complicated grief when you have suicide or murder right right well uh, I noticed that you and he had a natural food store together for many years. I wondered, did food help you? Do you have any thoughts about it? Are there anything I, special that you eat that you found helpful? Well, it did help me. Um, I owned a natural food store for 28 years. And um, one of the things that I took that helped me, and I still take it on occasion, is St. John's Ward. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm 80 years old, but I'm not on any medication. And I feel that I'm very thankful that uh, I'm not on medication, and I reason that I'm not is because I take vitamins. Mm -hmm. And I did take uh, St. John's Wort. I didn't do any professional counseling. Um, I um, it said didn't take any antidepressants. You know, it may work for some, but for me, I felt that um, I could do it with the St. John's Wort and, and the Lord, and then. I, and myself. What about your, you were a writer before. Um, did, you'd written a couple of books before your son was killed, hadn't you? Yes, I had. I'd written two other ones. And I was working, believe it or not, I was working on this book, uh, that my last one that was published. Um, it was Turning Your Scars into Stars. And the reason I was working on it, I was um, I had some uh, issues in my life. I'd had a business partner that I had given power of attorney to when my mom died and I had to take her body back to Indiana uh, that had taken money. Uh, I have a husband that's kind of a, a wayward, I guess you'd say, husband. <laughs> but I was working on that, on uh, the scars of uh, forgiveness and the scars of bitterness. And uh, I had just started working, interesting enough, the day before my son was killed on the scars of grief. And so I then changed the title a little bit and added from morning to joy. And how was that for you to do the change on it? That must have really, you know, been a thoughtful place for you. All of a sudden, your book is changing and, and you're learning from your own experience, well, right? Yes, and I think one of the things that I would say to people that, 
you know, that have lost is to do journaling. Journaling has helped me. Of course, I enjoy writing. But I think getting your feelings out there on paper helps you. And uh, it's like a catharsis or something. And it really makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. And you're a traveling girl and you're writing a travel book now? Yes. My uh, latest one is Globetrotting 101, How You Travel More for Less. <laughs> and um, it's. I just went to London, and uh, I get great deals. Are you on your own? Do you do it on your alone? Yes, I went by myself. I had a friend that was supposed to go, and she was afraid she would die of uh, pneumonia and get the flu over in London, so she backed out. But I went by myself. And, and, uh, and about being by yourself, I, I've seen you operate at the Compassionate Friends. You're never alone. I'm not alone. I have lots of friends, but I'm okay. I think one of the things that has helped me is being an only child. Uh-huh. And I I was used to doing that. And, um, and also, I've learned to be, I think, on people who have lost or are looking for hope. They need to find a purpose in their life. And my purpose in life, I've found, is to work with the orphanage in Africa. Uh-huh. And that's... That has helped me. You know, when you help, when you bridge, when you build bridges of hope for others, you can build a bridge of hope for yourself. So it helps you. So you had, you were involved with Tanzania before your son was killed, weren't you? Yes, I was involved. I've been involved with that. That started in 2012. Well, now tell me, um, you started a chapter of Compassionate Friends in Texas. Yes, I did. Uh, I've started one here, and my purpose in life, as I said, is to help the orphanage, but also I really want to help other parents that are going through. Uh, I've been very fortunate that I've been pretty resilient and able to still have joy in my life, and I want to help other parents, and um, it's just you know, unfortunately, so many of them kind of build walls. Instead of building bridges, they build walls around themselves, and they isolate themselves. And I would like to encourage them to build bridges of hope. I love that, bridges of hope. Well, fabulous. Now, let me tell me if you have had a child die suddenly by murder, suicide, whatever, what is your advice to me? Well, I think, first of all, you have to be kind to yourself and compassionate with yourself and realize that it's okay to grieve. Uh, You don't, there's no books that say, you know, you have to grieve in this amount of time, you know, give yourself time. Um, But after a while, you know, you need to, as I said, you need to Start looking at how you're going to change your life, you know, how you're going to transform your life. And um, you, one of the things is uh, being grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. Really uh, important. One of the, that is so important. You know, we have, I, I'm so thankful that my son's not in a nursing home laying there. I'm, you know, he's in heaven now. And I'm thankful that I had him 50 years. Um I think another one is looking how you can uh, build hope. And I love your show, Open to Hope. You know, um, I think that you have to build a bridge, as I said, over that sea of sorrows. And, uh, you know, try to get over to the other side. 
so that you can start living again. I love that, the bridge over the sea of sorrow. I think that's true. And gratitude. I know you have a nice website. I have suehamby.com, and uh, they can look under YouTube, Dr. Sue Hamby, or they can uh, email me at sue.hamby2 at AOL, or they can call me. I, my phone is always open, 254-228-6473. Well, thank you so much, Sue. You're an amazing person and, and an inspiration, and I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, you'll be at the Compassionate Friends National Conference. Oh, thank you, and thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today, and we will always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless.